we just watched the history of trunks sean uh your take on the movie and your grade you know i really like this one it's something that they don't do a lot which kind of disappoints me in some aspects but i like that they did it here is we talk about this lore and we find out about where people come from and finally somebody actually makes an adaptation of it similar to uh, bardock father of goku but um Great movie. I mean, it's a TV special, I guess, uh, if you want to get technical with it. Great TV special. Gets to the point. You know, you already know what's happening, so you don't have to have a lot of setup or exposition. Uh, and I think it's just overall fun to watch. I think that this is the... Uh, Trunks turning Super Saiyan is the best first transformation into Super Saiyan that Dragon Ball has. I like it more than Goku's, personally. I, that's a bold statement, but I just... I feel like what Trunks felt, it, it putting myself into Trunks' shoes, I felt like that Trunks felt more pain than Goku felt when he turned Super Saiyan. So that's just that's my, my opinion. But overall, I think it's a great thing. Crying, the rain, the screaming, really emotional. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, intense. if it's not the best, if it's not the best transformation, it's the most. Um, it's the most emotional. Yeah. So. Probably the one we connect with the best. Yeah, um, I, I would give it an. I would say a high A. Yeah. Now I will say that when the History of Trunks came out, and it was a TV special, and I remember kind of when they were pushing that on. I think I think they they pushed it on Toonami back in the day. Um, toward the end of Toonami, they pushed it, and I didn't watch it when I had the opportunity because I was like, I. I'm like, it's a, to me, I thought it was a money grab and they're just trying to make some extra cash on a story we already know. And I've watched it before. And then today, when we just watched it, my complete mind was changed. And there were, there were um, two distinct scenes that really changed my mind. The very, it's the opening scene when, when Gohan is going to his house and we see Goku dead, and everyone's there, and there's that solemn, it's that funeral vibe that mm-hmm. Hero felt. And in that scene, the look on Vegeta's face when he said, Kakarot? Yeah. You go, man, that dude just lost his rival. That dude he just lost, lost basically his reason for living. His, exactly. His entire reason for getting stronger. He had no oh. reason to get stronger up until the point where he met Goku in that show. And every frame from yeah. there just went out, out of control. And mm-hmm. the next scene, like Sean said, is when Trunks goes Super Saiyan. And, and it's not so much Trunks going Super Saiyan for me. It's again, you seeing Gohan die. Mm. It's that whole thing where, okay... You know, you, you hear about it in the show, but you see what he did. He became Goku. That future go that future future Gohan became Goku, and then he dies fighting the androids, and you feel it's it's weird because all the times Gohan as a kid gets saved by Piccolo, uh, mostly just Piccolo as we know. <laughs> but he keeps getting saved, and you think he's gonna like he's gonna kick it. And this time he actually does because there's no one to come rescue him. And the same thing with Trunks. There's no one to come rescue them. And that's, mm-hmm. that really was, it's, it's, it's deep and it's, it's, it's heavy. When you see the desolation that's occurring, 
Um, but high A. I give it a high A as well. It's well done. The pacing is great. The information you get is fantastic. There is the one little thing where he's not Super Saiyan and Super Saiyan when he comes out the building. <laughs> that's just kind of funny to me. That I'm like, that, that's, what, that somebody scene, messed up. I, I have my thoughts on that, but I'll give that to that in a second. Okay. Um, but I also think it's a high A. And uh, props for taking something we already knew and making it even better. So, yeah. Cool. All right. So, Mike's going to go. But Mike is going to also, at the end of his, he's, we're, we're going to do the timeline, which is the different timelines that are formed every time Trunks comes back in time. Because as we know now, well, we had speculation before, but as we know now in Super, every time you travel in time, another timeline is created. So when Goasu opens his box, there are four green rings, meaning there's a total of five timeline, right? Uh, and this is something I had speculated based on the theory I'm about to, you know, show. Uh, and then when that happened in Super, I was like, I was right! Uh, and it was a very, very win moment for me. But first, let me talk about the movie. Uh, I actually give it a B. Um... I love the story and I agree with everything y'all said as far as the scene at the beginning, uh, the, the Goku's dying scene and like the way that they, the, the fights, I love the fights. The fights are pretty great. Um, and so for me, I'm actually not a big fan of the pacing. I think there was a little bit of like the training sequence was a little, it was okay. Uh, and the scene, like, you know, when he's, he goes to fight them and then he's getting kicked around that haunted house and it's playing the organ music. And it's like, I was just like, why are we doing this? Is there, they, they really want to play up. I understand the reason for it. Like they really want to play up. Trunks is scared now. Like before he was all cocky, he's like, I don't need no Goku from the past. I can take the androids. And then he goes and like, he gets his butt kicked. He looks like he's in an iron lung. <laughs> and he's like, okay, yeah, mom, let's go get Goku. Um, <laughs> that was the but, squarest cheat I've ever seen in a, ho- in a hospital yeah. bed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious, man. But I will say, I just didn't like the way the scene played out. It was slow. It was boring. So I think what happened, the reason like he's Super Saiyan when he gets kicked into the building and then randomly he's not Super Saiyan anymore. And then when he gets out of the building, he's a Super Saiyan again. And I think that the reason for that is after he gets kicked out of the building, he gets knocked around for a little bit and then there's the blast and he untransforms. And I think that that scene in the building was actually written to come after that point. And then they realized that didn't really make any sense because at that point they have him on the ropes. How would he get away and get in that building? So they switched and put it, but they couldn't change the animation of whether he was a Super Saiyan or not. Is my suspicion Suspicion. as to why that is the way it is. It could Um, be that, honestly. I mean, that very well could be the case. Or I think it could just be like the, the head writer who's in charge of looking at the storyboard. Sorry, I, am I cutting out? Uh, your video froze, but I, I could still hear you. All right. Um, the head writer didn't 
you know, look over the whole storyboard and didn't put two and two together. I mean, there's a head writer that's supposed to put everything together and, you know, point out little things and there's a chance. Well, that that, just- see, that's actually what I think happened is that the head writer saw like the, the storyboard and went, wait, how do they have him on the ropes? And then suddenly he's running through this building, switch that, but probably did it at a point to where they'd already drawn him, not as a super Saiyan and they didn't undo it. I'd imagine they probably thought, like, your natural thought would be, well, maybe they just didn't show the scene where he retransformed again real quick in the building. Yeah. And they didn't think too much of it, because it's not going to be a big deal. And yeah. it really isn't. It's just kind of, it's just one of those funny little things. It's, it, like, it's, it's a little funny, right? Like, in, in um, the original Star Wars, when they see the stormtrooper hit his head on the door, if you ever watch it. Right, right. Like, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. And then he's, like, holding his head, shaking. You're like, ah, this clown. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things. It's not a big, big deal. For me, the, the reason I have to give it a B is it just sl- the scene itself slows it down way too much. Right. And I got to wonder, like, how did Bulma even get him out of there? Like, I don't even, you know, uh, and also there, there comes the question. Now, obviously, we already know that Goku dies, uh, not Goku, Gohan dies fighting the androids, right? We've been told this in the main plot of Dragon Ball, but where's all this power that beat Cell, right? Like, you gotta wonder where all his hidden awesomeness was. Like, did he really need, like, the situation with 16 to bring it out of him? Did he really need, like, you know, all, all the times we've seen him use it, he, he's, it hasn't been because he's been in immediate danger. It's that he sees someone else in danger. So I, I guess that's a little consistent. But at the same time... Well, I, I see your point. But I, I'm going to also say this. He did not train with Goku in the hyperbolic time chamber in the future and was also not going Super Saiyan 2. He's still just playing Super Saiyan. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm wondering, like, future Gohan is jacked. Oh yeah, I think Future Gohan has already tapped into that power because if you if you the very first scene, fight scene we get when he's mm. fighting Seventeen, he's not losing the fight to Seventeen. He he's he gets hit a few times, but it's not like he's getting overpowered completely. He gets right. hits in, he knocks him around. Oh yeah, uh, that's why Eighteen jumps in. Yeah, he's on par with Seventeen. The thing is, is the androids have that never-ending energy machine. And unless you're just on another level stronger, you have to crush them in like one or two hits. Like Trunks did when he came back. Exactly. You crush them soon so your energy doesn't deplete so fast. Gohan is is super strong. Now, of course, he is not as strong as he was when he defeated perfect, super perfect Cell. But, but like, mean, he's not even close. But like at the same time, he hadn't trained for three years with Piccolo and Goku. He didn't train the hyperbolic time trip. That's four years of training he didn't do. He wasn't Super Saiyan then. And if we're going to accept the multiplier factor, means his base form, like just because he's a kid, doesn't mean he, doesn't mean he can't be stronger than his base form in the future. Like there's no rule saying, but he's training. Um, you're right. It, it is certainly different to train with Goku and Piccolo like he did when the and when they got told the androids were coming, and to train with Goku in the hyperbolic time chamber 
is definitely different than everyone's dead and he's training by himself. Yeah. Uh, so that that does make sense. It's still that that hidden power thing. But but either way, like you know, there's that that's just it, it's one of the many issues that sort of compounds and makes me put it as a B. And it's not because of the story, which is which I like because I love the story and I think it was told well. Uh, and I love the fight scenes and I love like the, the trunks transforming scene at the scene at the beginning. Like, and they showed how the androids beat everyone. So I definitely like all those things. And I'll tell um, you this, the, the way they fell made sense. Piccolo going out first, the Piccolo thing. He's super, mm. he's way weaker. He dies first. Vegeta goes because he's in, he's the, he's really the strongest, but he goes because he wants to fight them. And and they go down in order of of of, of hero arrogance to like you know Krillin. the Krillin because well Krillin's being smart about it and he's you know he's probably trying to be tactical and strategic like Krillin is he's thinking about it yeah he probably yeah. I imagine he tries like a solar flare to Kianzon but you know that stuff's not working like so you know. They and we did know a Krillin was crafty. I mean, in, of, in our timeline, Krillin survived against first form cell like way longer than we thought he would, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love you, new daddy. <laughs> yeah. Uh Celloween so, of a bridge is is uh again, now it's a Halloween classic. So I have a Christmas classic I watch, and I have a Halloween classic thanks to uh, <laughs> Team Four Star. <laughs> But um, so but that's cool. Let's no, get I to think the timelines. Yeah, I think B's fair. All right, timeline. Um, so here's how it happens. Okay. Uh, in this movie, Trunks goes back in time to give Goku the antidote. This creates timeline number two. Now, for anything to make sense in the following, what's going to happen? He gave Goku the antidote, and they had to have lost anyway. So, for some reason, the androids still won in timeline number two. Therefore, once again, there is a Trunks who has to go back in time to give Goku the antidote and probably more information than they had the first time, which caused them to lose, even though Goku might have been alive. We don't really know, but we know there's another Trunks, right? Now, this Trunks also goes back in time and creates timeline number three right now here's the difference in the trunks from timeline one and the trunks from timeline two whatever change happened in timeline two also made the timeline two trunks not go back in time a second time so we know that our trunks comes back to check on things at some point right he comes back in time, and that's when he finds Android 19 and all that. Trunks from Timeline 2 did not do that. He actually went... He, so he traveled back and created Timeline number 3, comes back and finds a way to beat the Android. Right? And that takes him, like, two years, maybe three years, or something like that. Um, and I, I think that's mentioned somewhere uh, in the show. So at there is the point where... Cell uh, uh, jumps timeline to Trunks and kills him and steals his time machine, right? So 
going going back to timeline one, when timeline one trunks comes back to check on things, this creates timeline number four. And when Cell kills timeline two trunks, steals his time machine and goes back, this is timeline number five, which is the one we're in, like in the rest of the show. So are you saying the trunks that fought Cell, the Cell games, all that stuff is different than the trunks that we met at Frieza? No, that's timeline one trunks. Our trunks, our future trunks is timeline one trunks. The one from the original timeline that has no changes. Okay, and our timeline that we see from Dragon Ball all the way up to Dragon Ball Super, what is that timeline? So, it is in line, it is all one timeline up until Trunks arrives. When Trunks arrives, he splits the timeline in two. Now, so there's two. One, that would be what Trunks has experienced. Yeah. Right? Right. And then one, that would be what we see on the TV show. Well, no, not exactly. No, no. when he means split, he means he creates a parallel timeline to his own. Trunks goes back to ours. Trunks does not go to timeline two. He simply creates timeline two just because he went in time. Yeah. The creation okay. and the so visiting back, are uh, not the same thing. So, so I'll do it one more time. So Trunks goes back in time, gives Goku the antidote. Right. Then he, go, he returns to the future of timeline number one, where he's from. Where right? we just call the movie. Right. Exactly. Okay. Uh, and then, so timeline number two, the androids win anyway. Right. We don't know why, we don't know how, but that's how it has to be. Why? So this is Timeline 2, we've never seen anything from Timeline 2. Except that Cell killed Trunks and stole his time machine. But I thought you said the androids won in in Timeline 2. Like 17 and 18 still killed everybody, yes. But but somehow Trunks found a way to beat I thought you meant killing Trunks too. No, 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 Trunks isn't born yet. He's... Okay, I still okay. a baby. Just, just, it's basically the same. We don't know how it's similar it is to timeline right. one, but we can assume Goku took the antidote and survived, but the androids still killed him, right? Or maybe um, we know we know that this can happen in timeline variances because the androids of our timeline are way stronger than the androids of Trunks's timeline. So right. it's possible that Trunks's first trip into the past is actually what caused this. Meaning that even though Goku was alive, it didn't make a difference. The androids still killed everybody. So how do we know that Goku was alive, though? And how do we not know that second timeline, he didn't just decide not to take the antidote because he forgot? Like he We don't. Could have been. It's irrelevant, though. I just want to make sure. All right, cool. I'm following you. Sorry. Could have been that. Whatever the reason, the androids still killed everyone and Trunks... And Bulma builds a time machine so Trunks can go back and give Goku an antidote and maybe some more information. We don't know anything about Timeline 3. Timeline 3? Who knows? Timeline 4? We don't know. Timeline 2 is where our big bad cell comes from. Yes. Okay. All right. And so when was Timeline 3 created? When Timeline 2 cell went back? No, no. When Timeline 2 Trunks 
went back into the past. Okay, all right. So timeline one and two trunks both went back into the past to give Goku the antidote. Right, okay, okay. The difference between them is when he returned, timeline two trunks stayed and beat the androids. Timeline one trunks returned again to check on things and see, and he found Android 19. This is timeline number four. Because timeline three is the one that timeline two trunks created when he came back to give Goku the antidote. And so when Trunks came back to find 19, it created Timeline 4. Yes. And we when Cell came back. Right. We don't know anything about Timeline 4. Okay. When Cell comes back from Timeline 2, that creates Timeline 5. Okay. All right. But so I follow you. Okay, cool. Follow you finally. Because you were explaining that to me one time and I was like, this guy's on like crack or something. <laughs> like we crack Jimmy it, or something. It, it would make <laughs> more sense. It would make more sense with a with a graphic that shows the travel destinations. Yeah. And then because if, if you go, well, he travels to five. Really? Because our, our trunks in timeline one travels to five. And then showing the split off every time somebody makes a time travel. Uh, we talked about making this graphic. And yeah. that's going to be pretty I, I cool. Did a very, I did a very rough drawing once. Uh, on a little piece of paper. I don't know if I still have it. It might even be sitting around somewhere in a folder or something. There are like 14 timelines now that like him and Trunks and Goku all went back to fight Black and then came back and then went back again. (laughs) So there's got to be like 10 timelines now. They they returned three times. So there are now eight. But the problem is Super didn't double down on the whole thing because when Gawasu went to go put those rings back at the end of the super arc, there's still the same amount of ring. The thinking there is that nothing really changed by the presence of Trunks coming back. Things did change, obviously, because Goku and Vegeta trained to go fight Black in the future. So obviously, there is a timeline where they're not as strong because they didn't train to fight Black. Uh, I, I kind of think, and I could, I mean, who no, no one's going to know, but I kind of think like, they, Dragon Ball, like people, they, they don't think there's actually five timelines. They think they think there's like two, maybe three, and but they just decided like, hey, we're gonna have like five rings in this box. Well, well, Goasu specifically says somebody's been messing with time. Look at all these timelines. Each ring represents a timeline, right? But do you think so? That means there are four variances, uh, of which are timelines one, two, three, and four. But do you think they really thought, like, mapped it out what you're saying? I agree with what you're saying, but do you think they mapped it out, or do you think they just for an aesthetic said, like, <laughs> a bunch of fucking rings? To tell you the truth, I don't know. I don't think they thought it out as much as I did. Oh, I don't think they did. Um, but I think that it's a happy coincidence. The number they chose when writing Super is what must be the case. You know, I, I think my theory is pretty solid. <laughs>